Hello! And welcome to another episode of We Don't Wanna. This is the podcast where we really don't wanna. In every episode, we'll be taking a very reluctant journey through a series that one of us loves and the other, well, that's where that there reluctancy is. We are your hosts. I am Zach. And joining me as always, he's now hosting a radio show for a Voldemort support group. His name is Rodent. It's Scotty Westside. I thought we agreed that my codename would be Nighthawk. <laughs> I don't want to be fucking Rodent. I want to be something cool like Nighthawk. <laughs> but you're not cool. That's true. <laughs> but can I at least pretend to be cool and be Nighthawk? I feel like your whole life is you pretending to be cool. I've just got to call your bullshit sometimes. That's pretty accurate. That's pretty accurate. You, you, why do you think I keep you around if not to call me on my bullshit? Yeah, man, this is, uh, this is a relationship, uh, about accountability. That's, that's what I'm here for. It's true. We, we tear each other down so neither of us gets too big of a head. You know, it's accountability. You make my head pretty goddamn big. Hoy, hey, oh, there it is. And we're back. <laughs> uh, how you doing, man? Uh, I'm doing okay. Doing solid. Um, can't complain. I uh, I had a bit of a, a an interesting time this week when I was editing. Uh, okay. I got a random nosebleed. My, my freaking nose just decided it was going to turn on like a damn faucet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and got a nosebleed all over my fancy closet. So I spent the next thirty minutes like scrubbing blood out of my carpet, like I'm a damn serial killer. Jesus. Uh, so that was a fun time. Speaking but of serial than- killers, <laughs> are you one? Is no, that- no, 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 no. Amanda and I started listening to that podcast called Morbid. Have you heard of that? Uh huh. No. Uh, you know Amanda's into that, like, weird psycho shit. Uh, yeah, it's like, true crime yeah. bullshit. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, we started listening to that. It's pretty goddamn interesting, but it is fucking graphic. It is, it is uh, as the namesake, it is morbid as fuck. It is morbid? Wow. Who would have thought that a podcast named Morbid would be Who graphic and morbid who'd have thunk it i don't know we name our podcast we don't wanna and you clearly want to now oh yeah i so want to yeah definitely yeah let's just agree that all podcast names are you know misnomers they're irrelevant Mm -hmm. whatever you want to say opposite day because i'm 12 years old and that's how i relate it in my head for sure uh how was your week pal dude my week uh has been eventful uh It was a short work week for me, but Amanda and I took some days off over the weekend, or a long weekend, I should say, and uh, drove back home to El Paso, Texas, Tejas, uh, and... Uh, Hell Paso. Yeah, Hell Please. Paso. Thank you. And I uh, got to see one of my best friends get married. It was fucking awesome. Uh, I was in the wedding party. It was a great time. Uh, Julio and Dom, congratulations. I fucking love you both. That is pretty goddamn cool. Uh, it was a good time. That's an exciting time. That's an exciting time. Yeah, I, I have to admit, I'm a little exhausted. Uh, drove there. It's like a nine-hour drive. Drove back. And uh, we got back like two hours ago. <laughs> so it, it was also that, that drive, I, I can attest, seems longer than it actually is because it is across the wasteland that is West Texas. Yes, <laughs> this uh, is the truth. <laughs> it's. I have driven a lot in my lifetime through 
boring parts of the country, such as Kansas uh, and others, but boy, West Texas is just nothing. Yeah. You know what's nothing interesting to see? Really bad. And I, I swear this is going to sound like an exaggeration. I legitimately think this is pretty goddamn accurate. We probably saw like 150 deer on our way out there. And we were driving through the Jesus. night. It was terrifying. It was yeah, it was bad. That is dude. terrifying. White knuckle. Any one of them could jump out in front of you and fuck your shit up. Yes, it was it was rough. But uh, but hey, we got there in one piece. We were tired as shit. We drove overnight. We drove through the night. Done that before. And yeah. uh, the whole point was we we're like, all right, hey, let's you know, Amanda, get home from work. Let's nap for a couple hours and then get going. Mm-hmm. Well, we couldn't sleep. We like you oh, can't no. just make yourself take a nap at seven p.m. It's weird. Well, I can't. You probably but... can. Uh, we couldn't do it. So midnight rolls around. We're like, well, fuck, let's get going. And uh, it was it was bad, dude. It, it was it was pretty rough. But uh, again, we got there in one piece. It was a good time. Uh, ate a ton of Mexican food and and home cooking. My mom made some some fucking bomb food. It was great. So I'm full. That's I'm happy. Time. Yeah, feeling great. That's a good time. I was just stuck back here, you know, bleeding all over the place. Although, <laughs> I will say, uh, I also forgot, I did see a, uh, a movie in the theaters, which I have not done in a long-ass time. I saw that their new Bond movie, um, No Time to Die. See, I've struggled getting into those. I've never watched any of the new ones. You should really watch Casino Royale and Skyfall. Okay. The other two, who gives a shit? But Casino Royale and Skyfall are incredible movies. I'm not lying. I think the last Bond movie I saw was Goldeneye. That's a lot of Bond movies ago. Yeah. Um, you didn't miss much in between, <laughs> uh, but except for Casino Royale and Skyfall, uh, this newest one was okay. It it started really great and was like good through the first. 45 minutes ish and then just kind of slowly went into mediocrity and then it kind of got good right at the very very end again but it was okay it wasn't the best wasn't the worst so anyway that's uh interesting that does not compel me to go watch the bond movie (laughs) no you shouldn't watch that one you should watch casino royale and then also watch skyfall those are the two to watch the other two uh specter Spectre was okay at best, and the other one, Quantum of Solace, was terrible of the Daniel Craig Bond movies, so mm. definitely skip those, but Skyfall is incredible. I, I think have Skyfall to admit, is probably Scott, the best Bond movie. I'll probably just skip all of them. You probably will, because you're an asshole that never takes my movie recommendations. You still haven't seen fucking... Well, you saw Jojo Rabbit. I did uh, what see was the Jojo other Rabbit, one? and it was What great. was the other one I always gripe about? Prisoners. You still haven't fucking watched Prisoners. Yeah, I still, and I also still haven't watched Ford v. Ferrari. Or Sicario. Well. Let's just agree that you're the worst. Let's just agree to end this podcast now. <laughs> <laughs> so you can go watch those movies? No. Yeah, right. Uh, so I can never Definitely have to not. hear you um, bitch at me about that ever <sighs> that, that's That's impossible. That'll never happen. So... Listen, man, I have, um, <laughs> this is uh, not podcast related, but it is dumb banter, and hopefully our listeners are okay with this. Oh, boy. But Am I okay with this? Pr- probably not, but you know what, man? Executive decision. I'm fucking talking about this here. Have you, you used to be pretty into wrestling, right? 
way back in the day. Okay. Like back in my youth. Like, yes, me and my brother and my cousins. I'm talking WCW. Were you ever before. a Hulk Hogan fan? Um, a little bit. Okay. Uh, he was more on the WWE side. Well, back then it was the WWF. Right. But, the World Wildlife uh, Foundation. Yes, the World Wildlife <laughs> Foundation. Uh, I was big into WCW. So you're like Rey Mysterio Jr. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Booker T. Uh, Diamond Dallas Page. Goldberg. Those, those are my guys. Okay, okay. Well, I was not really into that kind of stuff. Um. Like, I had some cousins who were, and, you know, through mm-hmm. osmosis, I was around it. Um, it has, you may already know this, but it is just so funny to me that I have to mention this. Amanda shared okay. with me that apparently Hulk Hogan um, recorded an entire album, like music album. Oh, yeah, no, I definitely knew this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you ever heard the Hulkamaniac song? I think so, yes. Scotty, I just sent you a video, and we don't have to listen to it on the podcast, but I I do have to read some of these lyrics. Okay, yes, please. Always. It It is quite possibly the most, I mean... I it's was amazing, I think, is what you're trying to say. blown away that this is a yeah, real yeah. thing, by the way. I had no idea. For sure. Uh, so, <laughs> so the lyrics read, I want to be a Hulkamaniac. Have fun with my family and friends. I want to be a Hulkamaniac. Have fun with my family and friends. If you want to be a Hulkamaniac, I can sure tell you how to stay on track. You got to train, say your prayers, Eat your vitamins, too. These are all the things that maniacs do. Positive (laughs) thoughts and positive deeds. These are the things that'll make you succeed. Hell yeah. Always be good to your family and friends, because they're the only ones that'll be there in the end. Mm. Dude. Fucking. Hell yeah, brother. (laughs) Hell yeah, brother. Give me more of that Hulkamaniac. Dude, it is the funniest thing. And, um... Amanda uh, had me listen to this song on repeat for way too fucking long during our road trip <laughs> during back the home. Car yes, it was terrible, <laughs> but it's so funny. That's just torture. I love it. it. Way it to is. go, Amanda. Uh, it's so funny, and uh, and I had one other one other thing to share with you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have learned recently about a uh, an act that an act an act. Allow me to finish. An act that some youths participate youths. in. Youths. The youths. Those damn youths. Man, I don't really know how to segue into this thing. Scotty, I'm just going to come right out and, and just ask. Have you ever heard of soaking? Is this the the Mormon thing? It is the Mormon thing, Scott. How do you I've know heard about of this? this? I thought... <laughs> Wait, Scott. I thought I had sent you guys something about this. I don't like in our group chat and in, in our in our friends group chat like weeks ago. I don't know that you did. Maybe it was one without me because you hate me. No, probably more likely you just ignored it because you're the worst texter. In the world. <laughs> I am pretty bad. That is. Can, can you tell? Can you tell the peoples what soaking is, Scott? I don't think that I can because this was weeks ago and I've already banished it from my mind. Also, I don't. 
I don't know if we have any Mormon listeners. Hey, look, if we wanna... do, whether you're Mormon or ex-Mormon, we would love to hear about your soaking experience. Oh, my God, no. Uh, I don't know if legally we can say that, so we don't want to hear about them, but like, if you yeah. have any insight, we are curious. So, okay, let me see if I can remember and, and get this right. That my understanding of it is from the internet, as we've discussed before, <laughs> the, the most reliable source on the planet, the internet, is that it's basically like... <laughs> uh, sex without movement okay is in am, am i close to pretty much what pretty it is much. So the whole the, I, the way i understand insertion it. without more movement after that just just placing and leaving like like they think they th- <laughs> it's so gross that it's called soaking <laughs> yeah that's the worst part of it like the name is the worst part the, of it the gist of this is that it's not sex, so it's not sin, because right. you were not actively partaking in sex. You're just soaking, bro. You're just soaking. <laughs> You're just, just soaking, man. Marinating. No, hold on. Have you heard of the more disturbing second part of this? The like hump buddy person? Uh, the, the, yeah. What is? It? There's a. It's not hump buddy, although that's accurate to what it is. <laughs> it's like what is um, the name? It's like a bounce something right bounce but yeah is it a bounce buddy it might be it's 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 the worst part of this whole thing (laughs) is that you get a friend to be your quote-unquote bounce buddy that Uh. bounces up and down on the bed next to you so there is movement so that you're not the one fucking (laughs) so there's some motion in the ocean so to speak and but since you're not physically causing the motion, it's still all cool. Dude, still why not cool. just do anal? <sighs> Come on, dude, just fucking let it rip. Why? Why did you decide that our Harry Potter podcast <laughs> was a great place to air out? Like, let's talk about soaking. You know what? Instead I of just, let's talk about sex, baby, just, it's let's talk about soaking. <laughs> You know, man, I don't honestly know. I just, I was oh like, I need God. to discuss this with Scott. And I was like, oh, we also have a podcast where we discuss um, <laughs> things weekly. So I was like, I'll just do it there. <laughs> Can we tie this? Do you think Ron and Hermione are soaking yet? <laughs> oh, shit, man. <laughs> are they into that? We know Ron's into some weird shit. Remember the whole cousin thing? Like he wanted her to be his cousin. Oh. Oh, yeah. He might be into soaking too. I don't know. May he's he's Harry would definitely be their hump buddy. He definitely Harry, would be. Yeah. I feel like you could maybe like magic hump buddy. <laughs> no, that's you're doing it then. That's a sin. No, no, I'm saying like Harry wouldn't actually have to bounce on the bed, is what I'm saying. He could Oh, so you're saying Harry would do the magic. Yeah. They would perform the hump buddy duties. He's probably okay, not capable maybe. though. He's not. No, definitely not. Why? <laughs> anyway, we're back. We're talking Harry Potter. <laughs> oh, my God. What is happening? Yeah. Why are you the way that you are? You know what, man? I don't know, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> I've I, got some I problems. I have never known, and I've known you for too long. Uh, 
anybody listening, you have my permission to cite us in your next therapy visit. Uh... <laughs> we are not experts on soaking, by the way, so please don't take any of this as fact or real. Uh, we're probably just repeating some internet nonsense that isn't even true. Well, so who knows? Apparently it's a thing. So apparently um, on a more important note, we've got some Harry Potter chapters to discuss. Uh, we're going to be talking chapters 22, 23 and 24 of Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows. And I don't know about you, Scott, but this is a doozy of a batch, I think. Um, it's a doozy of a batch, I would say. Doozy, maybe a little strong. There is one chapter in particular. Uh, not to get ahead of myself, but it's the best chapter in this book by a actual literal mile. Um, so that one is very good. The rest of this is fine. Yeah, it's good. Okay. Um, well, let's fucking but, do this uh, goddamn thing. We can get to that. We can get to that. Uh. Yeah, we 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 talk. You, you we, said we. this is we 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 we. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> we are doing chapters twenty two, twenty three, twenty four. Like you said, of the Deathly Hallows, and boy, is there some hallowing going on. There's some some fuckery. Deathly Hallows being discussed in these chapters. By the way, did I mention last time how every time I read. Deathly Hallows, it reminds me of Hallow Nest from Hollow Knight. Ugh. Which, I mean, well, that's just makes good. me happy. It's great. So, anyway. So, where we last left off at the end of chapter 21 was the escape from uh, Zeno or Zeno. I can never remember which one you told me I think me most people call him Zeno. That, that's what I call okay. him. Zeno, from Zeno's house, when they blew up the, the thing. Well, he blew up the thing, and then... You know, Hermione did all this weird stuff before they apparated out, and I was like, oh, I know why she did all these things, because she's trying to protect, blah, blah, And as we start chapter 23, yeah, all my theories on why Hermione did the things she did are confirmed, because we're on the same wavelength, me and Hermione, because we're both rad as shit. Hashtag confirmed. Uh, well, hashtag... not you being rad. Hold on. I said that at the wrong no, no, time. No, 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 no. No, yeah, you said it right. You said it right. No, 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 no. <laughs> No, just, no, no, yeah, yeah, just, yeah. You had it right. Hashtag confirmed. Um, Hashtag you're not confirmed. As, you're not nearly as cool as Hermione. Me and Hermione is red. You said those. You said those words. I said those. You said those things. Uh, also, they figure Luna is an Azkaban, and they hope she's all right. Spoiler alert: she's not an Azkaban. What? We'll, we'll see no. her soon. Um, Hermione is big upset with herself that she wanted to go there because all this stuff about the Deathly Hallows was a load of nonsense that he probably made up to stall for time. Ron argues that making up that kind of like elaborate story like on the spot isn't easy. And also he's like, hey, we know at least one of the Hallows. Hallows. I typed Hallows. The Hallows. Ignore the <laughs> they know at least one of them. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to stop doing that now. They know at least one of the hallows exists. <laughs> hey, how, how low I can you make friend. your voice? How what? How low can you get your voice? 
like because uh, uh, that's it sounds like that's what, uh, no i was doing like the throw up thing like uh, well, yeah it kind of goes into like look watch uh, <laughs> Okay, now you just sound like a pervert. Uh, oh. <laughs> I can't even get <laughs> Oh, yeah, boy. No, that's not what I'm trying to do, boy. you fucking creep. Oh, yeah, get in there. Like from Dodgeball, the dude's rubbing his belly button. <laughs> get in there, nice and deep. Line. Yes. <laughs> fucking hollows. I, I don't know what's happening tonight. Hollows. Okay. Um, Quit being a pervert, Zach. So, uh, so yeah, Ron's like, yeah, we got this, uh, freaking, you know, magic cloak. And also, like, you talked yourself about there being wands throughout history that could fit the Elder Wand. And Shing brings up the, the stone. She's like, well, what about the stone? She's like, no magic can resurrect the dead. Uh, I believe Dumble said the same thing to Harry one time, too. Harry brings up the time Cedric... His parents and my guy, old Frank, came back in the graveyard. Um, she's like, that wasn't true resurrection. And Harry, to his credit, is like, well, yeah, but in the legend, it wasn't really true resurrection either. Right. Also, I'm like, don't they know? Like, they fucking know in fairy are a thing. That's, I mean, it's zombies. It's a form of resurrection anyway, so. I mean, it's a reanimated dead body. That's, there's a difference. Like, there is, but it kind of seemed like in the legend that's almost what it was. Also, like she wasn't really there; it was just a reanimated dead body. So that's okay. That is, that is pretty fair. I do I do feel like they probably still have like a sense of themselves. They're just not like mm. like uh, like emotionally like like I don't know. I guess I don't know. I don't know like how to describe it, but like. It sounds like it is still them. It's just right. not not full hard. <laughs> you know? I don't it's at like, all. It's like a sure. chub version of them. No. Okay. So <laughs> Harry asks if she knows the name Peverell, which was the uh uh the the three brothers, supposedly. Right. Uh she says they didn't do anything important from what she had researched. Just that the male bloodline died out. Then Harry very conveniently remembers that uh, Marvolo Gaunt back in when we were getting the you know pensive scenes, chatting up with that dude. Did uh, you say pensive? Pensive. I don't think I did. Did I? I it sounded like you did. <laughs> I did. I didn't I like like one bit. Uh, I don't know. Uh, back in book six, you know, he was all like, I'm descended from the Slytherins, and apparently he said the Peverells, too. I'm going to take Harry's word for it. I don't well, know why, but I'm going to... the first time for everything, I guess. I know. But yeah, apparently Marvolo Gaunt was also descended from them, and now Harry is fully convinced that the stone in the ring, the Horcrux that Dumble already destroyed, is the Resurrection Stone. Oh. Um... You feel but like he's just trying to make it fit? <sighs> yes, but also that's also the kind of way the way these books do things, so sure. It could be accurate, but I mean, Dumble cracked it. So is it even still usable if that is even the case, you know? Well, it might have a warranty. 
get, get it replaced with <laughs> no, death. No, nah, it's ancient, bro. That warranty expired years ago. Yeah, is there a, is there an expiration limit on death? That's that's wow, you just blew my mind. Like that's that's pretty philosophical deep, right? as all hell. That's deep, yeah. Fucking is there meta. an expiration limit on death? Yeah. Wow. Let's just sit in that for a second. I don't want to. So now <laughs> Harry thinks that it's his destiny. <laughs> Uh, he thinks it's his destiny to collect all the Hallows so they can have a final battle. Hallows versus Horcruxes. Fight! Uh, also, he thinks that now he's like, he's just like, he's on a roll here. He's like jumping to every conclusion that exists. He's like, oh, also Dumble must have put the ring in the snitch. And Dumble had the cloak to examine it if it was the third Hallow when my parents died. Uh, also, I'm totally a descendant of the wise Peveril brother. And I'm like, boy, you are just assuming a lot it's here, buddy. It's the first time that his brain has, like, like really, like, moved at that type of pace where he's actually listening to, re- like, actually listening to information. So, look, let's, let's let him, let's let him relish in that. Yeah, I suppose. I feel like that was a big thing early on. It was, was like in the first book where it was like everything was connected to everything and they just jumped like from one leap of logic to the next and it was all accurate because as I stated back then, there were no B plots in, in that book. But anyway, so Harry's all happy now and excited thinking he's got two of the three hallows wrapped up. He has the cloak. He thinks he has the ring and the snitch. Then he... <laughs> His little his little party comes to a quick halt when he realizes that the Elder Wand is what Voldy is looking for. He thinks Voldy doesn't know the full depth of the Hallows. Or why... Because if he did, why would he turn one into a Horcrux? Um, the stone, being the stone, the ring. Right. And he just thinks he's looking for a powerful wand famous throughout history and Harry's like trying to convince Hermione of this Hermione is big skeptical he says don't you see it all fits she's like no it doesn't it doesn't Harry you're just getting carried away please just answer me this if the Deathly Hallows really existed and Dumbledore knew about them knew that the person who possessed all three of them would be master of death Harry why wouldn't he have told you um but Harry's ready for this. He's like, no, nah, you said it, Hermione. You've got to find out about them for yourself. It's a quest. <laughs> and she's like, Dude, this guy's uh, played an RPG before. He's yeah, yeah, yeah. He's really buying into Zeno's bullshit here. Um, <laughs> Hermione's like, I only said that to try and persuade you to come to the love goods. I didn't really believe it. <laughs> uh, good shit from my girl Hermione there. She's like, I was bullshitting your fucking dumbass. Uh, Harry's, Harry is not listening to her. He says, Dumbledore usually let me find out stuff for myself. He let me try my strength, take risks. This feels like the kind of thing he'd do. And Hermione's like, Harry, this isn't a game. This isn't practice. This is the real thing. And Dumbledore left you very clear instructions. Find and destroy the Horcruxes. That symbol doesn't mean anything. Forget the Deathly Hallows. We can't afford to get sidetracked. I'm like, yes, please. This book doesn't need any sidetracks. Yeah. Uh, 
So yeah, but uh, Harry, he's just now obsessed. He's obsessed with the idea of getting all the Hallows. He tries everything he can think of to open the snitch. He thinks that if he can get the stone out of the snitch, he can just ask Dumble, what's up? Uh, which is a, a very sad thought that he's just pinning all his hopes on that. Um, <laughs> there's even mentioned he, he's just straight up deep throats this snitch trying to get it to open. <laughs> yes. Um, I was not okay with that. He's really trying everything. He, he, I'm he sure he's... this noise too. He went, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> that was when he was shoving it up his asshole too. He definitely, oh tried my that. God, dude. <laughs> He's like, wait, is my butthole the close? <gasps> Does it open up my butthole? <laughs> we established last time, I'm pretty sure, that yours is open at the always. <laughs> Mine is open at the always, you're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, now this fucking bitch, Harry, has the gall, the fucking cheek of this dude, to say that Hermione and Ron are obsessed with finding the remaining Horcruxes. Because he doesn't give a shit about Horcruxes He's now. projecting, he's, he's, man. He's only on Hallows. And, yeah, he's super projecting. Hermione's like, are you fucking serious, dude? We're trying to do what Dumble told us. You're the one who's obsessed. He is. He's big obsessed. Um... He's so this is him thinking to himself again. He Dumbledore had left the sign of the Hallows for Hermione to decipher, and he had also Harry remained convinced of it. Left the Resurrection Stone hidden in the Golden Snitch. He is just fully convinced this Resurrection Stone is inside the Snitch, and he will not hear any argument otherwise. Uh, neither can live while the other survives. Master of Death. Why didn't Ron and Hermione understand? What the, what would what would you do? What would I do? Like if you, you if mean? you learned the tale of the Hallows and you believed it to be true, N- knowing that there that these three artifacts, I mean whether it's a metaphor or legitimate, makes you the master of death. I think I would listen to Hermione because I know she's smart. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Also, I would listen to Dumbledore because I know he was smart as hell. And he wanted to get the Horcruxes and never said anything about the Deathly Hallows. Fair enough. Okay. Um, so, yeah, the last enemy that shall be destroyed is death, Harry quoted calmly. And Hermione's like, I thought it was you-know-who we were supposed to be fighting. Uh, Harry gave up on her, this fucking dude. Uh, Harry wants to tune into Voldivision, TM, so badly but he's getting fuzzy reception now, and he blames it on his new dumb wand. Well, it's because uh, the, the, the host of that show, Rodin, can't <laughs> fucking keep his shit together. It's Nighthawk, you dick. <laughs> uh, he thinks to himself that Hermione was right. This is, this, is, this is the most self-aware this bitch has ever been in his life. He thinks to himself Hermione was right, and he does, like, quote, prize this connection. He... He loves it, uh, but he will never admit it to them. I'm like, wow, that's that's self-aware for you, buddy. So months pass. We get all the way into March, and I'm like, Zacharias, you motherfucker. You told me this book wasn't going to be a whole school year. You lying sack of shit. I don't know what you're talking about. I hate you so much. I hate you. 
Uh, Ron finally gets... He's been trying to tune into this secret radio broadcast on his radio. He finally gets it um, called Potter Watch. Uh, It has Lee Jordan, my fucking dude Kingsley Shacklebolt, and my fucking dude Lupin on it. They're all using code names. They're pretty good code names. Yeah, like Kingsley's is like royal... Mm-hmm. A little on the nose and obvious, mm-hmm. uh, but I mean Kingsley's on the run anyway from Dieters, so Who I don't understand cares? why why he needs to use a king a king a king name a code name. Lupin's is Romulus, right? That's that's pretty on the nose too. Um, nobody gives a shit what Lee Jordan's is. Why is? Oh right, okay. You said why Lupin. is what? Nothing. I w- just Romus and Remulus or Remulus and Romus. <laughs> You'll get there, buddy. Remus You'll get there and Romulus. Holy shit. <laughs> yes. Nailed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they find out that Dirk, uh, pretty sure Diggler is his last name. Cresswell. Ted T- Ted Tonks and the Goblin Gornuck have been killed. Uh, it's Dirk Cresswell. To them. Yeah, it's Dirk Diggler. Um, nobody knows where Dean and the other Goblin are. Kingsley says that Muggle deaths are high because they're a bit like recreation for the new regime, these fuckers. Kingsley says some wizards have risked their lives to put up protections for muggles and encourages others to do the same. Uh, And this is Lee Jordan speaking. And what would you say, Royal, to those listeners who reply that in these dangerous times it should be wizards first? I'd say that it's one short step from wizards first to purebloods first and then to death eaters, replied Kingsley. We're all human, aren't we? Every human life is worth the same and worth saving. Good fucking shit from Kingsley. Hell yeah. Fucking love that dude. Yeah, man. It's fucking good. You know what's funny? <clears throat> like a month ago, no, months months and months ago, whenever you coined the term Voldivision, <laughs> yeah. I so badly wanted to be like, dude, that's so funny. Voldivision and Potter Watch, like they're different, yeah. you know, like they're broadcasts and but obviously I couldn't say anything because it would have spoiled that. Which It would have spoiled Potter Watch? Yeah, what a horrible spoiler that would have been. I mean, been. it also would have spoiled the fact that there's, like, uh, a rebellion, like... Uh, sure. Th- you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's everything surrounding Simmering it. under the surface. No, I gotcha. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm brilliant and rad. What do you want me to say? Voldivision, you know, just these things come to me. There's a good... Uh, not that you would... Like go listen because I don't think you would seek out this content. But there's a really good uh, Harry Potter podcast called Potter Watch. It's just like mm. great fucking name. Great, great to get there first. Yeah, you got to get there first. That's, yeah. that's like <laughs> there's some I can't even remember who it is, but there's some very old com- comic bit where he said he received this email uh, from uh, anonymous at yahoo.com. And it's like, the, the email is like giving him shit for being like a terrible comic, but he's like, every fucking time, I'm just like, good fucking name, way to get there first, way to get the year. He's like, it's not anonymous kitty kitty lick lick 37, you know, it's just the anonymous at yahoo.com. He's like, every time it rolls into my email box, I know it's going to be a shitty email, but good fucking email. <laughs> That's so funny, dude. It's very good. Uh, yeah, you got to get there early, man. We had to really, you know, get there for we don't want to early. Yeah, there was so many. So many. So many. Um, oh, Lee Jordan also says that 
Royal has his vote for Minister of Magic if we ever get out of this mess. And I'm like, hmm, I wonder if he will be Minister. So uh, Lupin Lupin is, is up next. He says that he for sure believes Harry is still alive and that they're all with him in spirit and continue. He also says if Harry's listening, he would tell him to continue to follow his instincts, which are good and nearly always right. And dipshit Harry turns to Hermione and looks at her as if this proves his point about the Hallows. And she's like, he said nearly always dipshit. <laughs> it's just real dumb. I, uh, you're going to hate this because this is the episode that just that's airing tomorrow. Oh, boy. But, yeah. But I think uh, a lot of people speculate that him saying that specifically is about like him yelling at Lupin to go back with his family. Like admi- yeah, I'm sure like, people like do admitting think that. that like you know, like I should be here. Obviously Ted, you know, Ted Tonks is dead. Like mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh you know, just just putting that out there, you know, just nah, just put that out nah. there. His instincts, you know, kind of did did him did him a solid nah. there. Nah. Harry it, it, if anything that we've learned through these books that Harry's instincts nearly always get them killed. Well, uh, my boy Lupin is just trying to show his support for his boy by lying through his teeth. <laughs> mm. uh, also, my my fucking guy Hagrid, uh, he narrowly escaped capture after hosting a support Harry Potter party. Oh my god. The what are you fucking Hagrid, oaf, come on. man i fucking love you what are you doing uh may i just add that while we here at potter watch applied hagrid's spirit we would urge even the most devoted of harry's supporters against following hagrid's lead support harry potter parties are unwise in the present climate no fucking shit uh it's very funny i miss hagrid i hope we get to see him soon uh, and yeah, this is where Fred gets on, and he, uh, Lee Jordan calls him rodent, and he's like, "Fucking told you it's rapier, bro. I want to be fucking rapier." Uh, he makes some he makes some jokes. Uh, there's there's a pretty good one about a basilisk that I don't remember, and then there's one about something about faster than Snape running from shampoo. Um, <laughs> right. it's it's real dumb. Uh, then he says, like, listen, even if the Vol- even if the rumors about Voldy traveling abroad are true, not to let your guard down. Uh, and then, oh, Harry's a fucking idiot. He says Voldy's name before they can stop him, and shit pops off, fuckers immediately pop in, and they're like, come out of there, we got your hands up, or come out of there with your hands up. We got a dozen wands on you, you dicks. And that is the end of chapter 22. So they're in deep shit now. They are in some deep shit. They they are in the deep shit. There's yeah, there's like twelve of these uh snatchers is what they're called, right? Yes. Snatchers out there read by uh led by Fenrir Greyback. Are you having a stroke? I might be. <laughs> Bitch, I might be. Only when I talk. Uh Hermione, because she always just immediately has a plan, she immediately blasts Harry full in the face with uh like some kind of swelling charm. Uh to try and make him unrecognizable. 
Looks as like he's they been like grabbed. stung by bees or something. Yeah, I think they say he's like, oh, I've been stung. Uh, they get grabbed and taken outside. Uh, yeah, Fenrir is u- being his usual disgusting scumbag self. I fucking hate this guy. Yeah, he's gross. Uh, <laughs> the fake. So they're all given like fake names here. Harry uh, combines his two favorite people into Vernon Dudley. <laughs> um, Ron claims that he's Barney Weasley, which is who Harry was supposed to be at the wedding. And uh, Hermione says she's Penelope Clearwater, who, if my memory serves, was Percy's girlfriend. Hell yeah, it was. Way back when. Are they still together? You know, I just want Percy Probably to be happy. <laughs> I don't think Percy can hold a relationship with anybody but his job. But his job and, yeah, being a dick. Um, also, one of them fucks up Ron's face at some point. I think they, they break his nose, it sounds like, because he can barely talk. Um, Harry concocts this story about being a Slytherin and his dad working at the ministry, and they almost seem to buy it, but then they find Griff's sword in the tent, and they see Hermione's picture in the paper, and the jig is up. They know they've caught Potter. Uh, also, Harry at this time is very inconveniently tuning into some Voldy Vision, TM. And I love that you always add the TM. <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta, you gotta get that trademark in there. Uh, he sees Voldy going into some fortress, which I'm guessing is the Nordstrom prison. Nordstrom, Nordstrom's, right? Yeah, it's where you buy coats and like oh <laughs> shit my like God. that. Nurmengard. I was close. I couldn't remember what it was called. I'm pretty sure it's Nordstrom's. You're probably right. I'm probably right. So Greyback decides to take them to Malfoy Manor because he's scared to call Voldy himself. Uh, he's like, we'll, we'll check with, with the Malfoys just to be sure, and they all apparate there. So this is uh, from Voldy's perspective because, like I said, Harry's kind of in and out of Voldy vision through these chapters a lot, actually. Yeah. Um, it adds a lot of intensity. It does. It does because I'm actually... Well, in this chapter, anyway, I'm I'm honestly more interested in this showdown, quote unquote, between Voldy and I don't think it's ever explicitly said, but it's pretty clear it's Grindelwald. Yeah. Um, the frail man sat up, great sunken eyes fixed upon him, upon Voldemort. Then he smiled. Most of his teeth were gone. So you have come. I thought you would one day, but your journey was pointless. I never had it you lie and that's all we get on that for now yeah i I love that like their exchange yeah i i wish we got a little more between for sure i just i just want like a full-on conversation between them two it would be Um, so cool like it's like the passing of the torch almost like right it would be so cool you know i can't remember did i ever ask you if grindle was dead or if he was just still in prison i can't remember if i ever asked him. i think i gave you the razzle dazzle if i'm okay. if i'm not mistaken you probably did um anyway so they go inside and narcissa and lucius want draco to tell them if this is really harry because his face still is all swollen up uh he seems very scared and unsure he he doesn't really want to say one way or the other because he won't even say for sure if that's hermione they're like well is this this mud blood girl that you hate so much and he's like oh maybe i don't know 
Draco just straight up does not want to be there. He doesn't want to be anywhere. Dude. Feel bad for that. Yeah, for real. Narcissa says they have to be sure before they call Volvi. Especially after what happened to Raul and Dolohov. I, I don't know if they're dead. Did he kill them? I know he tortured them. I think he point, I but... think he just tortured them. Okay. No, no, no. He did kill one of them, I think. I can't I can't remember. Could be. Um, Bellatrix comes in and is like, ah, sick, it's Potter. I'm a call Voldy. And Lucius is like, can't let you do that, Star Fox. Uh, <laughs> he's like, I'm going to take him and take all the, I'm going to call him and take all the credit. Uh, uh, then Bellatrix sees the sword and she freaks the fuck out. She's like, wait, you call him now. We are all dead. Uh, she's like, hey, give me that sword, fuckers, because these Snatcher dicks still have the sword. Um, they're like, oi, this is ours, and it looks valuable, and blah, blah, blah. Um, so she, she just fucks she, them she up. Just, she just fucks them all up. She, like, stuns all of them, and she, she tells Draco to drag the scum outside, and if he doesn't have the stomach to finish them, she'll do it later. She's like, eh, hey, I'll get to it later. Dude, <laughs> pretty funny. fucking bad. Uh, she wonders how these fuckers got the sword, because Snape sent it to her vault at Gringotts. Bella is big worried now, and says she needs to think. She's like, well, they can't find out about the sword, and we get more on why she's so freaked out about this in the next the chapter. The next chapter, yeah. She tells Fenrir to put the dipshits in the cellar while she tortures Hermione for info. Ron is freaking the fuck out, understandably so, when they find out that Luna is down here in the cellar, and Ollivander, too. Fucking creepy-ass dude. Creepy-ass Ollivander, but I'm happy to see Luna. I'm happy she's not in Azkaban. Yeah. Um, Luna cuts them free with a old rusty nail. Uh, but she says there's no way out. Ollivander has been here for like a year and he's tried everything. They can hear Hermione getting tortured upstairs. This is like super fucked up. I do not care for this at all. I don't like it, Zach. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Uh, this is Bellatrix. What else did you take? What else? Answer me. Crucio? Crucio? Um, Crucio? Hermione's screams echoed off the walls upstairs. Ron was half sobbing as he pounded the walls with his fists. And Harry, in utter desperation, seized Hagrid's pouch from around his neck and groped inside it. Uh, he waved the broken halves of the phoenix wand, but they were lifeless. The mirror fragment spell fell sparkling to the floor, and he saw a gleam of brightest blue. Dumbledore's eye was gazing at him out of the mirror. The fuck is with this mirror? Help us, he yelled at it in mad desperation. We're in the cellar of Malfoy Manor. Help us. The eye blinked and was gone. Harry was not even sure that it had really been there. Dude. So, they can hear Hermione screaming that the sword isn't real. It's just a copy. Uh, my fucking girl, even under torture, is staying strong. Lucius is like, oh, we can figure that out quickly. Get that goblin that we captured. He'll be able to tell if it's real or not. Harry quickly tells him he has to lie. Uh, he's like, tell him it's a fake as Draco comes down to get him. As soon as Draco leaves, my fucking dude Dobby pops in. 
very handy, this house elf magic. Hell yes, it is. Harry has him take Ollivander, Luna, and Dean to Bill and Fleur's house. Luna wants to stay and help him, bless her heart, but they go. Lucius hears the apparition noise, the, like, pop, um, and he sends our old pal Pettigrew down to check. Uh, here we get another quick hit of more Voldivision. TM. Uh, <laughs> so ridiculous, dude. TM. This is uh, Grindelwald talking. Kill me then, Voldemort. I welcome death, but my death will not bring you what you seek. There is so much you do not understand. Love it. And that's all we get. I, I hate just these little... Little bursts of Voldy Vision. I want to tune in for the whole hour program, you know? That is called edging, Scott. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I'm getting mad edged. Uh, <laughs> mad edged. Mad edge. It's like Mad Eye, except it's Mad Edge. <laughs> <laughs> mad Edge Moody is what they call me. TM. <laughs> TM. Uh, Pettigrew comes in. Ron and Harry just straight up tackle him because he sucks. Uh, in their struggle, his robot hand, his Terminator hand, is, like, strangling Harry when Harry's like, I, I saved your life, bro, and he lets him go. He he has he has a second of hesitation. Right. He has, like, a second of hesitation, which Pettigrew seems, like, just as surprised by this as they are. Uh, then his shiny Terminator hand just strangles the shit out of and kills him, himself. Uh... It's it's very odd, but <laughs> my next note just says, R.I.P. Pettigrew, J.K., no one gives a shit about you. <laughs> so Voldemort, Voldemort says something to the extent of like, like, don't ever, like, don't ever, don't ever display like, uh, weakness, like weakness and your loyalty to me or, or something to that extent. Uh, yeah. I mean, basically, he bewitched the hand that he gave him, right, to, to kill him if he ever even thought about like going the opposite direction. For sure. Yeah. And it. It. Yeah. I think yeah. it's fucking cool. Uh, it's it's fine. Like, I don't give a shit about Pettigrew. I mean, who, yeah, who fucking cares about Pettigrew? But like, to gift somebody a hand, a limb, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. That can turn that on can you just and kill fucking you. kill you if you even think about betraying me, dude. That's that's that cool. is cool from like Voldy's perspective of like setting that up like fucking so far in advance. Like, yeah, that's that's cool. Um, but yeah. Anyway, they go upstairs uh, to see Grip Hook telling Bellatrix that it is a fake. The the dude comes through. She's like, sweet. Now we can call Voldy. We're all good. And touches her dark mark. Harry, a uh, quick hit of, uh, you know, sees from his perspective here. He, he's all mad. He's like, if they're calling me back for anything but Potter, I'm going to murder the shit out of them. <laughs> uh, Grindel is all like, kill me, bro. You can't win. And that wand will never be yours. Fuck you. Gives him the old double deuce. You know, Grindel's having the time of his life. Uh, and yeah, Voldy kills the shit out of him. R.I.P. Grindelwald. So, yeah, R.I.P. Grindelwald. <laughs> oh, yeah. My fucking boy Lucius just continues his streak of L's here. 
Like they pop in and he's the he's the first and only one that just immediately gets blast or blasted. Like Ron disarms Bellatrix with Expelliarmus. Uh, Harry catches her wand and then they both like double blast like Lucius into the fucking fireplace. I hope his cloak caught on fire and he gets all burned too. I mean, I don't hope that because I like Lucius, but it's hilarious how the dude just cannot catch a break. I don't even think he has a wand anymore. No, yeah, he doesn't. It's broken. Uh, R.I.P. My fucking guy, Lucius. <laughs> he, yeah. He's getting it worse Poor than fucker, fucking man. Pettigrew got it. Uh, Narcissa, Draco, and Fenrir, they still have wands. They fire back. Before Bellatrix, get this sec, get this, she holds a knife to Hermione's throat to make them drop their wands. Knives are OP in this universe. Always have a knife. Always, Zach. Okay. Okay, fine. Wands just get disarmed. Always have a backup. Bellatrix has a knife here. She's fucking unstoppable. Except... Uh, then she immediately gets stopped. But also, this this whole thing is weird. Uh, they drop their wands. She's like, Draco, pick them up. The Dark Lord is coming, Harry Potter. Your death approaches. Harry knew it was true. His scar was bursting with pain, and he could feel Voldemort flying through the sky from far away over a dark and stormy sea, and soon he would be close enough to apparate to them, and Harry could see no way out. I asked you about this a long-ass time. I was like, what is the range... Or is there a range on apparition? And this kind of clearly spells it out that, yeah, no, there definitely is. So he has to fly closer before he can just teleport in. Um, and then yeah, fucking yo, my fucking guy Dobby is back to save the damn day. He drops the chandelier directly onto Hermione. Wait, what the fuck? <laughs> onto Hermione well it's on to it's on to Bella and Hermione I yes but Bella just drops her and dives out of the way and it only hits Hermione I mean it was just to, it was just to get Bella away from her in any cartoon or movie or any media ever dropping a chandelier on someone is like insta death it's insta or like death. hitman game yeah it's for like example. an anvil yes uh except the lone exception being the hilarious gag they do in uh, Emperor's New Groove when Kronk <laughs> tries to drop the chandelier <laughs> on that witch lady and it just goes directly around Dude. her and he's like, huh, that usually works. Emperor's New Groove is so fucking rad. Emperor's New Groove is amazing. I love that movie. Uh, so I'm like, yeah, wait, what the fuck? I was so hyped on you, Dobby. Then you just drop the chandelier on my girl. Not okay. It's very funny the way it happens in the movie, by the way. Oh, excellent. They do just drop it on her in the movie? Not exactly, but do you care? I mean, it's a, it's a small detail. Do you care if I tell you? No, go ahead. Uh, like, so it's this, like, massive, like, commotion, right? This, this uh-huh. fucking scrap breaking out. And right. then, like, there's a moment of silence, and you just hear, like, squeaking. Is he, like, slowly loosening yes. the bolts? Or? <laughs> and, and the camera just pans up, and he's just up there, like... Okay, that's baby. See, you did it like manually, not with magic. That's so good. So fun. And then just like, it falls. Yeah, it's 
Dobby's hilarious. That's way better. Yeah. That's way better. That's amazing. That's some hitman ass shit. Yeah, right dude, there. definitely. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh so as Ron as Ron ran to pull Hermione out of the wreckage, uh Harry took his chance. He leaped over an armchair and rested the three wands from Draco's grip pointed all of them at Greyback and yelled stupefy. The werewolf was lifted off his feet by the triple spell, flew up to the ceiling, and then smashed to the ground. Dude, I didn't know you could just triple fist a wand and it would, like, triple the attack power of your spells. Why doesn't everyone do this? Yeah, I don't know, man. What the fuck? Like, three wands in one hand, knife in the other... You are unfucking stoppable because Dude. this is just a stunning spell, but it like blasts him through the ceiling and into the ground. Yeah, what the fuck? Why doesn't everyone do this? I don't understand. Uh, it's pretty OP. It's pretty OP. Narcissa sees Dobby and she's like, How dare you? We're your masters. And Dobby, my fucking dude, is like, Nah, I'm a free elf, bitch. Uh, actually, I have the exact quote here because Dobby is a fucking baller and he deserves this shout out here Dobby has no master squealed the elf Dobby is a free elf and Dobby has come to save Harry Potter and his friends great shit and then my next note (laughs) fucking no not my god Dobby (laughs) (laughs) no They apparate out, Ron with Hermione, and Harry with Griphook and Dobby. But when they get to Bill and Fleur's, it's this fucking knife again, dude. Harry sees the knife sticking out of Dobby's chest. The knives are undefeatable in this wizard world. Uh, Dobby, no, don't die, don't die. The elf's eyes found him and his lips trembled with effort to form the words Harry Potter that was a good Dobby thank you and then with a little shudder the elf became quite still and his eyes were nothing more than great glassy orbs sprinkled with light from the stars they could not see oh oh Oh, crushes my soul that's that's the end of chapter 23 it's I oi I wasn't prepared for my guy Dobby to get it. I wasn't ready. You weren't ready, man. I wasn't ready. He wasn't ready. <laughs> he wasn't ready. <laughs> um, great, great shit there. Like that was, you know, that was a good little action sequence. Uh, despite the fact that I kind of was taken out of it for a minute when Dobby just crashed a fucking chandelier on Hermione. <laughs> Um, and then also the whole triple wand thing, but, uh, it was, it was good. It was solid stuff. It's, uh, it's a, it's a pretty fucking emotional death in the movie too. It's done really well. Is it? Okay. That's good to know. Um, I, this is, this is a guess. Was this like, cause I think we kind of discussed before. I think you said the, the first movie was about two thirds of this book. Was this like the climax, the Malfoy Manor of the first movie of Deathly Hallows? It, it, uh... The I mean, you don't have the, to tell me the dust to, settling is like in this in these like chapters right here okay. uh, of it. So, okay. yeah, I mean, basically that that is a climax, but it's not the end of the movie. Sure, sure, sure. OK, gotcha, gotcha. Um, Chapter 24 
our last chapter of the day, but we will spend some time here because it's a good one. It's a pretty fucking good chapter. <laughs> it's pretty fucking good. Hell yeah. Uh, so Harry decides to bury Dobby himself the old fashioned way. No magic. Um, hey, you he, can appreciate he, that, right? You like things the old fashioned way. I do like things the old fashioned way. Uh, he sees Voldy punishing those that let him escape at Malfoy Manor. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm just surprised poor Lucius hasn't run out of lives or like continues <laughs> by now. Like he must have entered the Konami code or something. He got Dude. like endless lives in Contra. Like how is Voldy still letting him live? Fucking up. You know what's fucking hilarious that you just said that? And then earlier what? you made a uh, Star Fox reference. Oh yeah, yeah. On our drive home back into town today, Amanda, we were talking mm-hmm. about the pod uh, about the podcast, and Amanda said something. She was like, "Dude, on your all's most recent episode, you make some reference, and like, she's like, I like I live with you, and <laughs> like I know most of the things you're into, and like, she's like, I just I have no fucking idea what some of your all's references are." And like, oh, I I'm wonder how many of them like go right over the heads of your listeners, uh, because some of them are just such deep cut fucking references. Yes. Yes. Like she, she was like, I would love to know what percentage of people listening to your show actually like know like more than half of your dumbass references. What What was the one she was referring? to? I have no clue. I can't oh, remember. Oh my god. Yes. Uh, so. I would love to know, but also I don't want to know because we're never going to stop. I, I'm 100% sure that 99% of the things I say make no sense to anyone, <laughs> but I'm totally fine with that. I love it. Uh, I apologize if everyone out there is just lost as fuck, but yeah. I, I, was, I was smiling to myself real big when I did the, uh, the Star Fox one. That was really funny. <laughs> Thank you. I, gosh, I was fucking watching uh, <laughs> randomly. The reason I think I did this is because the other day I was watching a bunch of stuff from Star Fox 64 and I was like, it's so good. I was legitimately nearly in tears watching the end of that game. Oh my God. Have you, like you've done like the the quote unquote like true ending or the hidden ending? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, Is that the ending you were watching or you're watching? Yeah, yeah, where he follows his dad out of the exploding planet. Like, yeah, dude, like, oh shit. So good. Like, they just, I mean, I played that game for the first time when I was probably like, like 12 years old maybe yeah like it's just like the nostalgia was like more than anything i was just like oh oh yeah anyway that was on 64 right yes it was you you had yeah. to have been like no yeah i might yeah. have been younger yeah than that, that, that that makes sense well 64 came out in 96 i think that was probably like a 98 99 game so maybe i was like more like 10 actually anyway doesn't matter I was in my feels. I was in my feels a lot this week. Dude, uh, me too. Reading this chapter, maybe a little bit even. We shall see. Um. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. This whole, like, well, you know what? We'll get to it. We'll get to it here in a second. Okay. We'll get to it here in a second. Uh, a time for everything. Hey, before we go any further, we wanted to take a quick second for some shameless self-promotion. First, if you haven't already seen... We've got some sweet-ass new merchandise up available for grab. You can visit the link in the description of this episode to, to get your hands on those. Uh, we've got 
two pretty bitchin' designs. It's got a sweet-ass uh, kind of Harry Potter one-piece crossover logo on the chest. And, uh, and a give them the old razzle-dazzle on the back print. It's, uh, it's pretty fucking rad. Scotty and I are... Oh, I'm sorry. Rodent and I are... Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> fucking Nighthawk and I are really fucking stoked on these. I hate you. <laughs> Uh, yeah, go check those out. Um, they do ship in batches, so it might take a couple days for those things to, to ship out. But uh, get them while they're hot. Uh, we'll probably have some, some more fun stuff uh, going up you know, at some point soon. Also, we keep getting a lot of uh, messages and, and you know, uh, questions asking about what the fuck are we doing after Harry Potter as this book is coming to an end shortly. Uh, I don't think I'm going to force Scott to read the terrible terrible cursed child so we're going to be diving into a brand new series that's releasing on amazon and be experiencing it together for the first time called the wheel of time uh we're very excited to jump into this new epic fantasy uh we have high expectations as uh it has been um a long time coming for for this show is from what i've been told right scott they've been working on it for a hot minute yeah, um, definitely. And it is a beloved series by many. So we, we are very, very stoked to jump into that. You will also be seeing a short mini series about three, about three episodes where we are going to be taking our good friend Mal, and listener of the podcast, through the Lord of the Rings series for the very first time. So we will be turning the table on her and forcing her to consume some content that we both love. So stay tuned for that. Uh, we will put more details up on the Twitter and Instagram at We Don't Want a Pod. And now back to the show. So this is this is Harry. Um, he he's thinking about well his he's he's trying to like he's trying to like finally try and like blocking out Voldivision TM. Uh, TM his scar TM his scar burned, but he was master of the pain. He felt it, yet was apart from it. He had learned to control at last. Learned to shut his mind to Voldemort. The very thing Dumbledore had wanted him to learn from Snape. Just as Voldemort had not been able to possess Harry while Harry was consumed with grief for Sirius, so his thoughts could not penetrate Harry now while he mourned Dobby. Grief, it seemed, drove Voldemort out, though Dumbledore, of course, would have said that it was love. Um, This is the start of this, but... Uh, we will see a, a lot in this chapter, and, and I think a, a big contributor to why I enjoyed this chapter so much is this is a very different Harry in this chapter. Yes. This is like in just an entirely new character. It is completely different. I... I feel like I want to give you credit, but also at the same time still call you a dipshit dickhead because you talked about this happening about like Harry like changing and leveling up and like he has this like, I don't know how, like, uh, what is it? How, what am I trying to say here? Like he's, he just kind of has a little bit more mature sense on like. Yes, a sense of it. purpose, a sense of direction. Yeah, like yeah, totally. He's firm and like confident and like getting shit done. Yep. And you said these things, so I want to give you credit. 
But you also, like, tried to use that as an argument in earlier chapters when he wasn't this way and still being a dipshit. So Okay, but Scott, you have to respect my position here. Like, obviously, I can't be like, oh, but but just keep waiting because, like... I mean, you could have. Well, I could have, but, I mean, look, I, I... We don't need to revisit the whole, like, Lupin thing, but... Right, no. I... What I said then, I will still say now, it is the start of him, like, finding his, like, moral code and, and compass and being like, mm-hmm. this is what I stand for. And whether you agree with the, the, the decisions or not, same thing to be said with this chapter. I mean, you probably feel better about them because you, you agree with the decisions. Maybe he's thinking more closely to your line of thinking. But it, it's still the start of him being like, I'm fucking making these calls. And it just, it takes some time for him to kind of, like, get there, I feel like. But... When I picture Harry from this book, it's this, it's this Harry that I picture. So sure. obviously I couldn't have gone and said that earlier, but, but still <laughs> the groundwork is being put in place there. Uh, okay, fair enough. Um, I, I, I appreciate the difficult situation you were in where, yeah, you just constantly telling me like, well, just you wait, just you wait. Although I feel like I, I definitely did that a lot during One Piece. Yeah, but. you absolutely <laughs> fucking did. Uh, but just, yeah, I mean, we'll, we can get it more into it more at the end, but holy shit. It's just like, this is a completely different character. Harry Potter, Scott's new favorite character confirmed. Yeah. Okay. Let's not, let's, okay. I did want to head that off at the pass before we get any fucking crazy bullshit. Exactly. Like what you just said. No. But if he continues along the path that he has gone in this chapter, we'll talk about him bumping up the power rankings. Uh, but it, he's he's in a lot of uh, dipshit debt. Let me put it that way. <laughs> His so account's still see. in the red for sure. His account's still way in the red. So uh, moving forward here, Harry is seemingly losing his obsession over the Hallows. He thinks he knows who and why. Voldy killed in that cell. Um, yeah, I think it was pretty obvious. Uh, he also thinks of Pettigrew being dead because of a small moment of mercy, which Dumble seems to have foreseen. He, I think Dumble mentioned at like the end of that book about how like you spared Pettigrew's life and that may come back and be important or something to that. Right. Effect. And you hated that back then, by the way. Well, I, yeah, because I hated Pettigrew and I just wanted him to die. Um, well, I, I think I think you're, I'm paraphrasing, obviously, but you, to the extent, <laughs> were like, like oh, like, what's that supposed to mean? What's he going to do? Just yeah. fucking flip and turn good? Or like, like well, if we so get yeah, a fucking I redemption like... story for <laughs> Pettigrew, then fuck this shit. <laughs> I don't think I said it. I probably did. Any you of those things. probably said something like that. Probably said no. I just didn't. I think I was more like wondering: Is this like some kind of one of Dumble's weird forms of magic? Like this sure. is is this a love thing? And I just didn't understand. And you were probably shit at explaining it. That's the excuse I'm going <laughs> to use. You're probably right. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. Uh, but yeah, D- Dumble basically fors- foresaw this, and he wonders Harry how much else Dumble knew ahead of time uh, as well. They uh, Before they bury Dobby, they fully dress him in Harry's jacket, Ron's socks and shoes, and Dean's hat before laying him to rest in his grave. 
which is very sweet, very, very good moment because, you know, the the clothes thing with house elves is yeah. a big deal. Yeah, of course. Dobby loved him, his fucking hats and his socks and his everything. So good shit there. Dude, it's so sad, man. It is so sad, dude. It's like, so okay. Sad. You know what made it worse about me getting a little in my feels during this chapter was as I so I listen to music when I'm reading. Okay. And since I knew at the end of last episode that Dobby had died, I thought to myself, oh, you know what? I should listen to like some kind of sad, melancholy music to go along with this. So I was listening to uh, uh, some Hollow Knight music. Dude, I was uh, literally to say, what, were you listening to fucking Hollow Knight? (laughs) What? (laughs) I was listening to, uh, it's, well, it's the Path of Pain. What is the actual name of the track? Uh, Sealed Vessel. Sealed Vessel. Uh, which is like the path of pain music, and it's it's very like sad and melancholy. It's the is that the same music when you're climbing from from out of the abyss? Because like, yes, that's, it's a yeah. different it's a different arrangement. It's like the choral arrangement is the one when you're climbing out of the abyss. Right, okay. Uh, also, it's like the second half of the the Hollow Knight fight. Right. Um, well, I mean, they're all connected. They're all like yes, no, it's the same motif. track basically, just yeah, different different arrangements. Um. But yeah, I think that definitely contributed uh, to me being in my feels a little bit this chapter. Uh, so you should have listened to some Band of Horses. <laughs> God damn you! <laughs> you want me to get it God up damn again? You. No, we don't need the funeral <laughs> again. The funeral. <laughs> um, oh, Hermione is seemingly okay. Also, I put that note here. She's she's out here. She looks pale, but she's she's all right. So they're having a uh, little little graveside service here for Dobby. Luna pipes up. She says, I think we ought to say something. I love I'll Luna. go first. <laughs> I know. She's so sweet. I'll go first, shall I? Thank you so much, Dobby, for rescuing me from that cellar. It's so unfair that you had to die when you were so good and brave. I'll always remember what you did for us. I hope you're happy now. I was like, oh, Luna. <laughs> Uh, after she says that beautiful, sincere, and sweet and innocent thing, all the rest of them can really manage. It's just like, thanks, Dobby. Uh, because none of them are going to touch that. Uh, Harry carves a tombstone and puts it on the grave that says, here lies Dobby, a free elf. Dude, I got goosebumps. You say that. I just can't, I can't handle it. I can't handle it. Fucking my dude, Dobby. God. So Harry so Harry goes inside. And this is when we really start to get fucking leveled up, Harry. Actually, it's not just like leveled up, it's just like different character, Harry. This is this is Barry. This is someone else. <laughs> okay. Uh he tells uh or Bill tells him that everyone in the borough is being moved now that the enemy knows that Ron is traveling with them. But he says, it's okay. Arthur knew that this was inevitable for months. They've kind of been preparing. They're all moving to Aunt Muriel's. Zach's favorite character. Hashtag Zach's favorite character. <laughs> and they've placed Fidelius charms. Uh, it's for, like, protection. Bill and Arthur are the secret keepers. Uh, they'll take Oliver, Ollivander and Griphook, the goblin, there as well. Barry says no. Not yet. You can't do that. I, 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 I can't keep doing it, but it is funny. Uh, <laughs> Harry says, no, not yet. He's like, I have to talk to them first. Um, so 
this is this is Harry thinking about this. This is very interesting. Dobby would never be able to tell them who had sent him to the cellar, but Harry knew what he had seen. A piercing blue eye had looked out of the mirror fragments, and then help had come. Help will always be given at Hogwarts to those who ask for it. So I don't think I mentioned it, but this whole kind of changing character, leveling up, whatever you want to call it, kind of happened as he was digging Dobby's grave. Like, all these thoughts were kind of running through his head. He was coming to these realizations. He was thinking about all this stuff. So now he's kind of, after they have Dobby's funeral, he's now kind of acting on these things that he was realizing slash contemplating. Such a, such a fucking really really good like pivotal moment for him yes and it's 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 very out of character for him in many more ways than one because harry is known for doing things without thinking ever uh so the fact that he had this kind of quiet time of you know great sadness while he's digging his friend dobby's grave to like think about these things before he acts is like you know very important and you know works to his favor extremely well so uh i have a lot (laughs) there's there's so much in this chapter there's a lot that's just gonna be i'm gonna read directly because uh from the book because it's very good that's fine Uh, i probably am gonna run out of my copy and paste just because of this chapter (laughs) (laughs) uh his scar still prickled he knew that Voldemort was getting there too. Harry understood and yet did not understand. His instinct was telling him one thing, his brain quite another. The Dumbledore in Harry's head smiled, surveying Harry over the tips of his fingers, pressed together as if in prayer. This is Harry. You gave Ron the Deluminator. You understood him. You gave him a way back. And you understood Wormtail to- too. You knew there was a bit of regret there, somewhere. And if you knew them, what did you know about me, Dumbledore? Oh, dude, it's so good! (laughs) Very good. This self-reflection from Harry is so out of character. Am Am I meant to know, but not to seek? Did you know how hard I'd find that? Is that why you made it this difficult, so I'd have time to work that out? Uh, it's very good. <laughs> it's so fucking good. I have to tell you too, Scott, you're doing a great job at like uh, <laughs> at driving that because like you're delivering it really well. And it's just like bringing uh, thank me back you, buddy. to like, the book. It's so good. This this chapter is incredible. Like I think I have said that uh, it's it's so miles ahead of any other chapter in this book. It's it's so good. Would you put it like a contender with like best yes, chapters? I'd say it's top five. I, you know, obviously I'd have to give it close consideration. Um, but I think it's easily the best chapter since uh, my favorite chapter from. Well, probably since probably more accurately since like Dumble's the death, uh, the top of the tower. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's a God. That's a really good fucking so, chapter. Yeah, definitely. Um, so Harry wants to talk to Grip Hook and Ollivander now. Floor's like, no, they need rest. And Harry's like, here he is again, kind of being a fucking firm badass. He's like, no, I'm sorry, but it has to be now. And Bill is like, what the fuck is going on, dude? You show up with a dead house elf, half-dead goblin, half-dead Ollivander, 
Hermione looks like she's been fucking tortured, but Ron won't tell me anything. And Harry's just like, I'm sorry, dude. You're in the order. You should know. Dumble gave us a mission, and we can't talk about it. Uh, Bill relents, and he's like, okay, who do you want to talk to first? And Harry has this moment. He's like, this is kind of pivotal and key who I choose first because I'm running out of time here. But he he relents to kind of what he's been fighting these last couple chapters of Hallows versus Horcruxes. And he focuses on the Horcrux first. So he says, Grip Hook. He needs to talk to Grip Hook first. What a good, like, like how obviously, yes, decision making is important when you're building a character. And we're seven books in now, and obviously his character is still being built. But, like, mm-hmm. what a good, like, visual representation, too. Like, Grip Hook equaling, you know, uh, definitely. It, it's so good. Such yeah. a good setup. No, definitely. Um, as he's like starting to walk upstairs, he's like, Hey, wait, you two, I, I need you two with me too. Ron and Hermione. They're kind of like cowering it downstairs in the hall. Like they're not sure what the fuck is going on with Barry here. Um, they're like, who the fuck is this? Uh, he, he continues to be on a roll here. He's like, Hey, Hermione, you did fucking great back there. Like making up that shit about it being a fake while Bellatrix was fucking torturing you. Like you're fucking rad. And I'm like, hell yeah, she is. And since when do you fucking give credit where it's due? That's damn. So good. (laughs) (laughs) good. Dude, I feel like I think when I, when we had Sam and Emily on or no, when I was on Sam and Emily's podcast. So it Uh it was when we were doing that, like Voldy deep dive thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is great, and anybody who hasn't listened should absolutely go listen to that. Uh, Shameless promotion. She she <laughs> mentioned uh, <laughs> she, like I think I said something about you doing a great job at driving the podcast, and, uh-huh. and I'm just the idiot that just like agrees. And she's like, yeah, or you just say it's so good, like <laughs> it's like yeah, okay, I fucking say that all the time because it is yeah. so good. <laughs> it, yeah, yeah. Listen, what else could you say when something's yeah. when something's good? I I do it as well. I feel like when we were talking in, when we were talking movies in our movie podcast, a lot of it was just like, "Oh, it's so good." Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, so they go up to talk to Grip Hook, and Harry's like, "Hey, Grip Hook, you might not remember me." And Grip Hook's like, "No, I do. I showed you your vault uh, on your birthday seven or so years ago, whenever it was." Uh, the first time he went to Gringotts, and Grip Hook's like, dude, you're famous even amongst the goblins. Uh, then he kind of, Grip Hook kind of questions him, like, hey, you buried that elf. You buried that house elf. Harry's like, yeah. He's like, and you saved me, a goblin. And Harry's like, yeah, so. And he, Grip Hook's just kind of like, you are a very unusual wizard, Harry Potter. Uh, because wizards don't usually show that kind of care, con- care or concern for either goblins or house elves. Harry doesn't really seem to care about any of this. He just tells him that he needs Grip Hook's help breaking into a vault at Gringotts. Grip Hook's like, dude, that's impossible. And Ron's immediately like, nuh-uh. It happened in that first book way back when. Um... 
when, of course, they tried to break in and steal the Sorcerer's Stone. Who was that, by the way? Was that, what's his name? Was uh, that? Quirrell. Quirrell, yeah. yeah. Is that who it was? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Griphook's like, well, that vault was empty and had minimal security. And he's like, well, this one won't be empty and it will probably have very high security. I want to break into the Lestrange vault. And Griphook basically gives uh, Harry the same speech that uh, <laughs> the guy at the beginning of Ocean's Eleven gives them about <laughs> Terry Benedict. He's like, you want to break into Terry Benedict's casino? <laughs> Um, he's like, yeah, dude, you're fucking nuts. Uh, he, he does tell Harry though. He's like, out of all the wizards I've met though, uh, I do believe, cause I think Harry says something to the effect of like, listen, I'm not interested in treasure or personal gain. Um, but there's something important in there that I have to take care of. And grip hooks like, uh, if there's one wand carrier, he would believe that from it's Harry Potter. And Harry's kind of like wand carrier. I think that's a cool name, and uh, and it's interesting that we're barely hearing that. Yeah, but it's, this is it's the cool. first time. It is cool. Uh, so Griphook kind of explains this here. He says, The right to carry a wand has long been contested between wizards and goblins. And Ron, the fucker that he is, is just like, Well, goblins can do magic without wands. And Griphook's like, That is immaterial. Wizards refuse to share the secrets of wand lore, with other magical beings, they deny us the possibility of extending our powers. Well, goblins won't share any of their magic either, said Ron. You won't tell us how to make swords and armor the way you do. Goblins know how to work metal in a way wizards have never. It doesn't matter, said Harry. Again, cutting to the core of things. Uh, this isn't about wizards versus goblins or any other sort of magical creature. Griphook kind of laughs at this. He's like, but it is about precisely that. As the Dark Lord becomes ever more powerful, your race is set still more firmly above mine. Gringotts falls under wizarding rule. House elves are slaughtered. And who amongst the wand carriers protests? Hermione's like, we fucking do. We protest. I'm hunted quite as much as any goblin or elf, Griphook. I'm a mudblood. And Ron's like, don't call yourself. And Hermione's like, why shouldn't I? Mudblood and proud of it. Hell yeah, girl, you go. You fucking go, Glen Coco. <laughs> I've got no higher position under this new order than you have, Griphook. It was me they chose to torture back at the Malfoys. Excellent point from our fucking girl. Uh, she tells Griphook, she's like, listen, Harry was the one who set Dobby free. And I've wanted equality for goblins and elves for years. And there's even mention here that Ron kind of just like stands there uncomfortably because like Harry is doing this good shit for elves and she's doing this good shit for like elves and goblins. And Ron does basically nothing. nothing. <laughs> the fucker. Uh, she says no one wants Voldy defeated more than we do. And Griphook's like, okay, what's in the vault? What do you want in there? He's like, the sword in there is a fake, and you know it. Harry says he knows there are things, other things in there uh, besides the sword. Griphook says he's not allowed to talk about that, but he'll think about helping them. Harry's like, okay, I understand. He takes the sword back from Griphook, and they leave. 
grip hook is very reluctant to hand it back to him. Yeah, he 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 doesn't like he he lets Harry take it. He looks kind of like mad about it. Yeah, but yeah, for sure. So they go out into the hall, and um, Ron and Hermione are basically like, "You fucking think there's a Horcrux in that vault, don't you?" And he's like, "Yeah, I'm sure there is." Think about how freaked out Bellatrix was when she thought that we had been in the vault to steal the sword. Uh, he says, I think, oh, now they're talking about uh, Voldy, like why Voldy would have put a, like why Gringotts, putting a uh, Horcrux in, in Gringotts' vault. Like what was the significance? Like, what was the significance, exactly. Right. I think he would have envied anyone who had a key to a Gringotts vault. I think he'd have seen it as a real symbol of belonging to the wizarding world. And don't forget, he trusted Bellatrix and her husband. They were his most devoted servants before he fell, and they went looking for him after he vanished. He said it the night he came back. I don't think he'd have told Bellatrix it was a horcrux, though. He never told Lucius Malfoy the truth about the diary. Lucius, my poor dude. Uh, he probably told her it was a treasured possession and asked her to place it in her vault, the safest place in the world for anything you want to hide, Hagrid told me, except for Hogwarts. When Harry had finished speaking, Ron shook his head. You really understand him, speaking of Voldy, of course. Bits of him, said Harry. Bits. I just wish I'd understood Dumbledore as much. But we'll see. Dude, come on, let's talk to Ollivander now. Where does this fucking self-awareness coming from? What the fuck? Who is this? I don't know, man. Who is this Barry? This isn't Harry. He's he's finally moved past. I'm pissed at Dumble because he never told me anything. And he's finally just like, I just wish I'd understood him more. I mean, look, dude, he's experienced like some like a certain level of like shock and trauma uh, yeah, that was like I guess dude it's reflection time man like shit's getting fucking real he is he is like speeding through the fucking stages of grief he's like already in acceptance already for this yeah. shit it's crazy. it's like uh it's like pulling back a fucking pinball like spring super slowly mm-hmm. that's what's been happening this entire time finally it just like got to the point where it just, just like, pops. Goes, like boom done yeah Apparently, apparently. So they go in to talk to Ollivander. Ollivander thanks him for rescuing, for the rescue. Uh, then he tells Harry he's sorry, but he can't repair the wand. Expectation dodge here. Well done. I was so sure. Like the second they found fucking Ollivander in the cellar, I was like, oh, he's going to fix his wand. Mm-hmm. Well done. Expectation dodge. Well, well written. Um,. Then Harry asks him to identify the two wands that he stole. Uh, it's Draco's and Bellatrix's. Dude, don't you like? Don't you love how straight to the fucking point this is? Just like, hmm, okay. Yeah. The, yeah. The, he's like, he's mm, like, that's that's okay. too bad. All right, I understand. Yeah, All right. What about these? What about these two? Love it, man. Love it. Yeah. Barry's a different breed, man. <laughs> Uh, Ollivander says this was the wand of Draco Malfoy was repeated Harry isn't it still his perhaps not if you took it I did then it may be yours of course the manner of taking matters much also depends upon the wand itself 
Uh, this is some good. You've talked before about fucking wand lore, how cool wand lore is before. And we get some we get some good little wand lore here. And it is. It's interesting. I, I, I have to admit I am... Like, I mean, I, I wouldn't have, like, super cared either way because it could have gone either direction. But, like, I, I admit myself a little relieved that you like it. I thought that you would have been like, oh, that's a kind of an easy or like, a, like, like, well, how come we haven't, haven't ever heard of this, you know, or, you know, something to that yeah. extent. Um, or that's convenient. Well, I feel like the fuck. there have been hints throughout of, like, you know, the wand chooses the wizard. We've heard that for forever. So, right. Um, Anyway, we'll we'll discuss more about wand lore after we get through this. Okay. Um, in general, however, where a wand has been won, its allegiance will change. You talk about wands like they've got feelings, said Harry. Like they can think for themselves. The wand chooses the wizard, said Ollivander. That much has always been clear to those of us who have studied wand lore. A person can still use a wand that hasn't chosen them, though, asked Harry. Oh yes, if you are any wizard at all, you will be able to channel your magic through almost any instrument. Flashback to when Harry couldn't get that fucking Dragonthorn one to do shit or whatever it was. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, okay, sure, any wizard, huh? Uh, the best results, however, must always come when there is the strongest affinity between wizard and wand. These connections are complex an initial attraction, and then a mutual quest for experience. The law, the wand learning from the wizard, the wizard from the wand. So when you're when you're playing the wizard game, your character has a level and your wand has a level that goes up as you gain XP, basically, is what I'm hearing. Pretty much. Ollivander <laughs> uh, says, so yeah, they, they continue talking here. Ollivander says that Harry asks strange questions and that wand lore is deep and complex harry asks well what about wands that have changed hands because of murder olivander says yes that has happened but only one wand that i am aware of uh the death stick or i can't even remember the other names for it elder wand death stick and there's like one more uh Uh, i can't remember what it is but he's like, yes, I told Voldy about it because he tortured the me. The Wand of Destiny or some shit like that. Yeah, that sounds right. Harry's like, I know. I know you told him. Uh, he was trying to overcome the problem of the twin cores, wasn't he? But it didn't work, Harry went on. Mine still beat the borrowed wand. Do you know why that is? Oliver Ollivander shook his head. I had never heard of such a thing. Your wand performed something unique that night. The connection of the twin cores is incredibly rare, yet why your wand should have snapped the borrowed wand, I do not know. So obviously, Ollivander, I was hoping we would get more insight into why that happened, but Ollivander, as he told Voldy when Voldy was torturing him, he doesn't fucking know. Um, Here, Harry tells him, He'll know soon, if he doesn't already, that mine wand is broken beyond repairy. Repairy. Repairy? <laughs> repairy is broken beyond repair. R- repairy is, is the new and improved upgraded version of Harry. <laughs> it, no, it's the... <laughs> no, it's like, isn't the repairo the fucking... Yeah, the, the healing... It's repairy would actually fix his wand. It's the upgraded version oh, of Oh, okay, all right. Yeah, someone needs to teach him that repairing. 
Um, Hermione's like, no, he can't know that, Harry. How could he? And Harry, this fucker is thinking clear. Uh, Priori Incantatum, said Harry. We left your wand and the Blackthorn wand at the Malfoys, Hermione. If they examine them properly, make them... Oh, shit, yeah, Hermione doesn't have a wand. Maybe she'll take Bellatrix's. Uh, if they examine them properly, make them recreate the spells they've cast lately, they'll see that yours broke mine. They'll see that you tried and failed to realize it, and they'll realize that I've been using the Blackthorn one ever since. What? Is Voldy fucking Batman? Like, <laughs> Harry is really, like, giving these fuckers a lot of credit that they'll, like, do this extremely, I mean, like, Voldemort is fucking thorough investigation into the wands. He's a very smart wizard. Ah, he seems more concerned with just torturing his cronies than fucking Batman detective visioning his way through these wands. I, I thought this was, like, a little ridiculous. I'm like... I don't know, Harry. That seems okay, like a well, bit of a stretch. That that might be a stretch to assume that, but you have to operate under the assumption that, like, sure. Look, look, hey, sure. Like, this is the worst thing that that it could be. If he figures this out, like, how do we how do we move forward? Right, and that's fine. I'm just th- sitting here thinking, like, Voldy has fucking better things to do, like torture Lucius, find the death stick, then... Torture Lucius, Lucius some more with the death stick. Yeah, torture Lucius some more later with the death stick, <laughs> then fucking doing prior incantatum on fucking Hermione Granger's wand. Hermione seems to believe him, though, because she's, like, freaked out about this. Uh, Ollivander uh, jumps in here. He says, The Dark Lord no longer seeks the Elder Wand only for your destruction, Mr. Potter. He is determined to possess it because he believes it will make him truly invulnerable. And will it? Says Harry. The owner of the Elder Wand must always fear attack, said Ollivander. But the idea of the Dark Lord in possession of the Death Stick is, I must admit, formidable. Ollivander's being creepy again. He's like, he, you fuck, he can, you can tell he's getting a little hard just thinking about this. Got a little chubby going on for sure. He's got a little chub, this fucking weirdo. Um, Ollivander tells them that he is for sure of its existence. Um, that he's like, yeah, no, this, this one definitely exists. Uh, he's not sure if it has to be passed by murder. That just always seems to be the case. And he admits to Harry that he told Voldy that the rumor was your boy Greggy had the wand. Harry then asked him, he's like, okay, I got one final question for you. What do you know about the Deathly Hallows? And Ollivander's like, the fucking what now? What? What is this? What is this? <laughs> he doesn't fucking know. Never heard of him. He needs to chat with Zeno a little bit. <laughs> Zeno. Uh, so they go outside. Harry explains to Hermione and Ron that Grindel stole the wand from Greggy and used it to become powerful, then dueled Dumble with it, but lost and Dumble took it. Harry is sure it's at Hogwarts. Dude. Uh, boy, he, he fucking did some thinking in that crazy. <laughs> some fucking thinking because I did not make any of those connections I have to I have to admit I'm a little surprised that you didn't I well there's some connections I'm making but Dumble taking 
Okay, you know what? We'll get to that at the end. Okay. Fine. Dumble taking it from him is the one I did not make. Okay. Uh Ron's like, well, let's fucking go get it. This fucking out. If you know it's at Hogwarts, let's go. It's too late for that, said Harry. He clutched his head, trying to help resist it. He knows where it is. He's there now. Harry, Ron said furiously, how long have you known this? Why have we been wasting time? Why did you talk to Gripperk first? We, we could have gone. We could still go. No, said Barry, because this is definitely not Harry. And he sank to his knees in the grass. Hermione's right. Dumbledore didn't want me to have it. He didn't want me to take it. He wanted me to get the Horcruxes. Uh, the old Harry would have fucking immediately ran off and gotten all of them killed. Uh, to try well, plot armor exists, so he wouldn't have. That. Well, Hermione and Ron or Sirius, Sirius would have come back to life and then died again, probably. <laughs> um, the unbeatable wand, Harry, moaned Ron. I'm not supposed to. I'm supposed to get the Horcruxes. Uh, so he finally, like, he's been holding off Voldivision, TM. This whole time. Uh, now he, he tunes back in. And we get uh, this. Last part of this chapter here is all from Voldy's perspective. Uh, Voldy tells Snape to. He's at Hogwarts. It's like outside the he grounds, tells, right? Yeah, outside the grounds. He tells Snape to go up and wait for him in the castle. He doesn't want Snape coming with him for this. He goes to Dumble's grave. Splits that son of a bitch open. And there in Dumble's hands is the wand had the old fool imagined that marble or death would protect the wand had he thought that the dark lord would be scared to violate his tomb the spider-like hand swooped and pulled the wand from Dumbledore's grasp and as he took it a shower of sparks flew from its tip sparkling over the corpse of its last owner ready to serve a new master at last and that is how that fucking chapter the banger of a chapter ends. Oh boy, we we do have some unpacking to do though, for sure. Um, yeah, you're not fucking around. Um, fantastic fucking chapter. Let me just start with. So that. happy to hear you say that. Uh, that that is the end of the first of the movies. Okay, that the first movie where okay, where, where Voldemort gets the wand. Gets the wand. Okay, interesting. It's so yeah, it's so it's that. so annoying. I mean. Uh, I don't care. I'm gonna say it. You don't. You don't really care about movie spoilers. Yeah, yeah. You're reading the fucking book. Uh, <laughs> I hate like it. a true fan, right? Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, when he grabs the wand in the movie, he like uh-huh. does one of these like ah, and like like goes up and like shoots a fucking kamehameha blast into the sky. It's what? It's, Shut it's absurd. up! Like just this giant beam of light. Hell yeah! Yeah. That's rad as fuck. No, I hate it. Okay, Riddle, answer me this. I'm eventually going to watch this movie, obviously. Sure, of course. And I'm sure we'll talk about it, but... uh, Is this chapter, like, is this scene done well? Because, you know, I talked about the content in this chapter being very good, but it was written extremely well. Like, the tone of it, kind of like the quiet, kind of contemplative nature of it, like just the setting like she kind of keep making these references to like just like the the quiet you know crashing of the waves like it was just i i could see in my head like this scene being in a movie and being done well could be an unbelievably like powerful 
I think um like fucking sequence. I think that if you're putting them side by side, it definitely leaves a little something to be desired. Okay, um, sure. But I I do think that Dan Radcliffe executed this kind of like tone shift pretty well. That's the other thing I was going to ask because a lot of this would hinge on the performances, which are not usually. They're usually great. not good. You're you're right. Um, but so there there's a couple things that like I feel like make it a little less powerful in the movie. And the first one being that, like, the movies idolize the fuck out of Harry Potter. Sure, so, like, yeah, he's definitely. always painted in, like, a perfect he's light. He's fucking Fabio in right, <laughs> movie six. Right, right, <laughs> Macking um, on that cute chick at the beginning. Dude, um, so, like, it doesn't seem, like, as, as like, hard of a As shift, big of a turn. Yeah. But I will say that... Without the comparison of how he was before, the way that he acts and the way that he kind of moves through this like section here is very mm-hmm. true to the book. Uh, okay. Very cool, calm, collected, very authoritative, kind of like he has a clear sense of like, all right, this is what's next. Uh, so I really do actually enjoy it quite a bit. Um, okay. That's good to hear. You know, I, we don't have to go into it too much. I just... Was curious, you know, well, I'm like I said, I'm sure we'll discuss the movies uh, at a sure, later time, right. but uh, I was just I, reading this chapter was such an enjoyable experience. I was like, boy, if this was done well, like, I mean, listen, it's done well in the book form and the book form is great for what it is. Uh, and I love it. But I was like, boy, this could be such like a powerful scene if done well. Um, anyway. Yeah. Okay. Let me, I, I almost never do this except when we get to the end of a book, but I actually took notes on a couple thoughts here Okay. that I want to get to, and then if you have any questions or want me to unpack anything further, we can certainly do that. Sure, let's do it. Okay. At first, when Harry is, like, making these connections, I was like, how the fucking hell did Dumble beat Grindel if Grindel had the Elder Wand with him like Grindel was already like insanely powerful and this wand was built up to be unfucking beatable Mm -hmm. that was my very first knee-jerk reaction but then as I thought about it I was like hold on maybe the hallows are actually all flawed like how certain things Moody's eye could see through Harry cloak Harry's cloak and maybe like how the resurrection stone doesn't really do what it says, like kind of in name sure, only. Right. Maybe they're more of these monkey's paw curses that like seem really powerful on the surface, but are that are actually inherently flawed. And I feel like that would fit with death being the kind of tricky old bastard, like I'm actually fucking you guys over by giving you these gifts right, type of thing. Right. Um, so although there is a portion of that thought that I do think remains true, mm-hmm. um, I don't think that it's flawed in the way that you're thinking in terms of like okay. it failing him in, in fight. I think the flaw okay. of the wand is simply like you become a target and you won't actually really be able to hold on to this power that you love because you're going to end up getting like murdered in your sleep over it. Okay. That's fair. And that's kind of the same conclusion I eventually reached because after my first thought, which was that I then pivoted to, well, no. Okay. I think this is my actual theory here. Oh, let's hear it. I hope it's what I think it is. Cause because we've got a lot of wand lore here mm, in this chapter. Okay. 
And my theory is that maybe Dumble was able to defeat Grindle using the Elder Wand because Grindelwald stole the wand and didn't earn it by, like, killing or defeating the wizard he took it from. Mm -hmm. Which, following that logic, if that is the case, maybe the same thing will happen to old Voldy. Because he did not, very importantly, he did not kill Dumbledore. Mm -hmm. Snape did. So, if this is the case, was this all part of Dumble's plan to have Snape kill him so that the wand then couldn't be used by the side of evil? And will this eventually this flaw if you will of the elder wand lead to Voldy's downfall because he didn't earn it just like Grindelwald didn't earn it and he lost to Dumble because of that I haven't had to do one of these in in <laughs> seriousness but it, I think it's time to bring out the old razzle dazzle <laughs> I mean of course you do of course but this this is where my head's at. As far as the wand and the elder wand, I, I think I think there there was so much talk with Ollivander about, uh, you know, and you know what? Here's something else I just thought of. Mm-hmm. You brought this up a long time ago mm-hmm. about how Draco didn't actually go to the wand shop to get his wand, like his mother got it for him, right? Didn't we talk about this? Uh, he was getting robes and he said like, oh, my mother's picking out my wand for me. Yeah, I, th- I honestly think that that's just like a, I think I called that out as like a, like a mistake. Oh, yeah, I, well, I, like, I was just saying like. I thought I was being cool. No, no, no. I, I was just saying it's interesting. <laughs> You're like, no, no, no. That's impossible. You can't be <laughs> you cool. You can't. We established this already. <laughs> Yeah, true, uh, true. I think I was just saying, like, it's interesting that she had that she chose that. I don't know if maybe she had the intention of like wand lore being this important, but like you can't okay. go pick a wand for somebody. Like it literally has to choose the wizard. Fair enough. My my point was, I guess, just like there was a lot of talk of like wand lore and like how ownership of these wands, if you like take it from them or like defeat them like i think uh, uh olivander said something directly to the effect of like you just have to it win depends it. upon the manner of the taking right um so yeah i i'm hitching my wagon to this theory i think him just grave robbing this wand is actually gonna and he also is just like yeah fuck this other this phoenix wand fuck this thing i think this will come back to haunt voldy um uh is what i'm going with i am so do you remember when we i think finished last book and i said that there's specifically like two plot point things that happen that i don't know that you will like and or appreciate sure i i I, one of them was just like how deep the wand lore conversation goes oh interesting I, i i was like i i know that you like lore yeah, but I but I also I don't I don't want it to be a thing where like 
where you're like, oh, well, that's like, why have we never heard of that before? Or like, you know what I mean? Like, like that kind of thing. And you're just like, well, why are we like, why are we talking about this? Like, why is this a big deal? It does seem a little late in the game for this, but I'm not mad about it. Cool. I'm good. Not mad that's at that. That's good to know. Um, my final thought here that I wrote down is where is the final fucking Horcrux then? Like, we're we're pretty pretty sure now. There's there's one in the vault. Mm-hmm. We know one is the snake, mm-hmm. and there's one more. Right? Mm-hmm. We have three left, yeah. as I recall. Yes. Is there actually two in the vault? Is the final Horcrux the friends we made along the way? <laughs> is it the fucking flying car? Is it Gilderoy Lockhart's perfect smile? What the fuck is this final Horcrux? I think it's definitely Gilderoy Lockhart's perfect smile. It's his perfect smile. I mean, if if you're gonna make a Horcrux out of anything, it's that fucking what did he always say it's i've won which weekly's most charming smile yeah. like 60 years in a row or something like that it's invaluable man uh he's the best uh that's that's the final thoughts i have uh did you have anything else you wanted me to i just um well so like i i actually was coming into this episode with like oh you were coming on i absolutely fucking was <laughs> Uh, I was coming into this episode with like a, all right, whether Scott appreciates it or not, we're going to talk about Harry being a fucking baller. And he was so good and in you that fucking chapter. did it for me. So I, you kind of like I, snagged the one time I ever came with some kind of purpose to an episode <laughs> and you're like, nah, bro, I got this. Listen, I can't, I am a shithead and a, a terrible person, but I can't deny I can't deny a shift like that as much as I have disliked Harry uh, historically. Like, he just fucking... He climbed into that grave to dig for Dobby and just, like, hopped out a completely different person. Yeah, man. It's it's kind of insane. I I almost want to be like, okay, Rowling, you finally were like, "Ah, I've made him shitty long enough. I'll finally give him some good stuff. Uh, I want to be like that, but it was it was such a well written chapter, and it was such good content, and it was just so phenomenally well done. I I can't be too mad about it. Mm-hmm. Um, even though deep down I probably want to be, but it was just too good. I can't be mad. It was too good. Right. It was too good. So it's it's funny because like it was at this point in the book, the first time I was reading it, where I'm like, okay, we're almost. We're we're at page five hundred and something. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are. I think far like two thirds of the way, basically. Yeah, yeah we're through. far into this book, mm-hmm. and now we know where where one of these horcruxes are. Uh huh. But we still need to get there and get it. Yeah. We still need to destroy it. We uh-huh. still need to find another one. Yeah. And we still need to fucking have. Oh, well, we need to find another one, which we don't know where it is. We yeah. need to kill the snake, and mm-hmm. we need to fucking fight uh, Voldy. All these things, yep. Yeah, I, uh, so <laughs> when, I, when I mentioned that the pacing of this book is odd, that is one of the things in it that's just like, whoa, man, like, you know, we, we joke about how a lot is crammed into the end of these books. Um, uh, yeah, but it is, this, this is absurd. This is crazy. 
I have a feeling, and you, you you don't have to confirm or deny this, but I have a feeling the accelerator is about to get fucking rammed <laughs> to the floor. In, in these they're going to hit the um, button on the, on Sirius's motorbike? They're going to hit the button on Sirius's bike, the flying car, you know, whatever you want to say. This this thing's about to go. Get up and go. Um, I have a feeling, anyway. And who knows? For all I know, they can spend another six months... Fuck it. Listen, wh- maybe Harry needs to climb back in that hole till he thinks about where the last Horcrux <laughs> is. So do you hey, have buddy. any guesses? You have no guesses? I don't. I I gave you my only guesses, and they were all joke guesses. It's the friends we made along the way. That's the final Horcrux. I have a feeling that... I have a feeling that you actually know where it is. You just need to actually think about it. At Hogwarts. I mean, that's, he, he kind of said something to that effect. I mean, he didn't say that blatantly, well, but I, I, he's been saying that he, that he wants to go to Hogwarts and that right, he, right, he right, thinks right. That, exactly. that would make sense. Yeah. We've known that like we're, we learned from Dumble before he dies that he thinks that that's the real reason that, that he came, that he for, came. Like, the job I, either interview. he was coming to find an item or to hide an item. Right. right um, right, right. Yeah, I mean it's it's got and also you know that we have to get back to Hogwarts at some point. Definitely. So it's like okay, Definitely. like it just makes sense. But uh, but also it's like Dumble, this was your fucking school. If you couldn't find that, I mean that he talks crux. about how how there are a ton of secrets that he is doesn't you know he admits that about the the school. Yeah, if he, if he couldn't find it though, and it was his fucking school, how the fuck are these dipshits gonna find it? Well, Harry's plot armor is how they're gonna find oh. it. Um, yeah, yeah, man, this was, uh, this was fun, dude. I, I'm surprised you didn't feel even stronger about the other chapters. Like, I think they were all really good chapters. Um, the first chapter was just kind of a lot of setup and just like kind of resetting from the, the love goods thing and then kind of set up for what we went into. It it was fine. Like, I, I actually kind of liked like the little bit of like, we've had enough like slow pace but this felt more yeah. like like just take a quick break like take a quick breather sure. calm before the storm type of thing and also there's some good humor while we skip forward like three months right 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 <laughs> um yeah it, it was fine i did enjoy you know i probably short sell it a little bit at the beginning um i did enjoy the malfoy manor chapter uh aside from the part where my fucking dude dobby dropped a chandelier on my girl I didn't care for that, um, but there was enough there that, that I did love. Like, Lucius continuing to just get his shit pushed in and, um, you know, knives continuing to rule the universe. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it was it was a good batch. I mean, that last chapter just, like, I think that one's so... was so far and away better than anything else in this book that I was just like, this is all I care about. This is what I want to talk about. Um, so... But yeah, I probably short sell the other two chapters in this batch a little bit. It was a great batch. Yeah, it was great. Fuck batch. yeah, it absolutely was. Uh, I'm glad that you enjoyed it. Uh, did we have anything else that we needed to go over? Anything else you got? I can't think of anything. Nah, I think we're good. Scotty, I almost forgot. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we almost forgot. <laughs> no, we were on top of it. We knew. Yeah, we we, yeah, hey, we always we can know. just cut that. You know, listeners don't need to know. <laughs> we have our shit together. Um, uh, we 
need to. This is same night, by the way. We're not recording this like three days later when we remember. Well, now that you said that, they're gonna think that we're, we're fucking full of shit. I swear. I swear. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Before we finish off this episode, uh huh. We need to crown or crown award. I don't know. Well, I never know what the fuck we actually do here. Are we giving just, somebody you know, a crown? It. Are we wing it, baby. giving them a, a gold star? Are we giving them the Give champion's them the, purse? The elder wand. Are we giving them the elder hey, wand? Hey, hold on a second. What? Before, before we jump, is the elder wand the bee, the one that shoots bees? Is that why you made a big deal about it has, like, like those balls? Right? Yeah, yeah, it's the one that shoots bees. Yes. That's why you made a big deal about uh, don't say whose wand it is. Okay, I just thought of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I just thought of that. Yeah, because a lot of a lot of times people call it Dumbledore's wand, and really it's just it's the Elder Wand. Like, so he just used it that whole time. Okay, wow, wow. Yeah, I think um, I think Dumbledore. We maybe I shouldn't say this because we get a little bit of this later. Yeah, I'll I'll pass on that. Okay. Um, let's let's award the champion's purse. Champion's purse, house cup, golden snitch, whatever the fuck we do. Yeah, yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. this is, um, yeah. Who, who, uh, who, who won the episode, Scott? This is a legitimately very tough. This one. is a fucking tough one. I have two top candidates. There are several very good candidates. Uh, Barry, obviously, big, big contender. Uh, fucker, connected a lot of dots, leveled up, had confidence, made decisions, self-reflected. Did a lot of good things. Uh, my fucking guy Dobby, though. Yeah. Like, aside from <laughs> the small quibble that he dropped to her, I really can't wait to see him slowly loosening that <laughs> bolt. It in is the very movie. funny. Hey, you can go and watch the movie now. Oh, that's right. You said it ended. I could. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I will. Uh, Dobby, man, he was pretty all star. Uh, I'd even, I mean, this is my bias speaking, but I even maybe want to throw Hermione in there for I mean, taking the torture like a baller. She took and, the torture. She lied about the sword. She also yep. uh, stunned Harry's face. Uh, yep. I mean, quick yep. thinking. Quick thinking for sure. Um, but I have to give it to Lucius Mouth. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Um, I gotta give it to Dobby. Like, you give your life for the cause. Uh, you have the baller lines that he had where he's like, I'm a fucking free elf and I'm here to save Harry Potter and his friends. Uh, he went out like a fucking champ. He saved all their asses. Uh, it's, it's gonna be his last chance to win it. I have to give it to Dobby. It's, it's definitely, it's definitely Dobby. It's Dobby, yeah. Rest in peace, Dobby. R.I.P. My fucking dude, you Dobby. will be missed. Yeah, you free ass elf. You, I would have never. Who'd have thunk? Back book two. Who'd have thunk? Scott would be saying these things. Yeah. Uh, this is the best. This is the best night I've ever had <laughs> recording I this fucking box. So <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate you. Yeah, I hate you. But I love Dobby. Oh yeah. Anyway, um, here lies Dobby, man, a free elf. Yeah, fucking free elf, pour baby. one out for our boy, and uh, pour one out for um, 
Lucius Malfoy. Lucius Malfoy's <laughs> butthole because he's going to get shafted. Yeah. No lube or anything, too, man. Just no, fucking... no, don't pour one out for Pettigrew. Absolutely don't pour not. one out for Pettigrew. Don't pour one out for yeah. his robot hand. His fucking... <laughs> uh, man. Okay, well, I think... I think that's about everything. Would you? Hell yeah! What an episode! What a journey! Yeah, this uh, this is a fucking doozy, man. Um, as always, I know I said it earlier, guys. Go hit us up on Twitter and on Instagram at We Don't Want a Pod. Tell your friends. Tell some homeless person. But most importantly, tell your grandmother to listen to this goddamn podcast. We make this solely for them. Not for you, not for us. You can listen to it. We'll allow it. We, we'll allow it. But we make it for grandma. But it is for grandma. This is a podcast by grandma's for grandma. No. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what now? Wait, who said um, what? what now? Um, fucking shit, man. This was fun. I'm just so high on this. Like, <laughs> you're so high. I, you're gonna free. Zach's grin is gonna split his goddamn face <laughs> open right now. It's just fucking eyes closed, fucking smile big. It's lovely. Yeah. All right. Uh, tell your friends, tell your grandma. We fucking appreciate you guys hanging out and listening as always. I haven't asked for this in a long time, friends. Uh, if you could go hit us up on uh, Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review and rating, uh, that would be unbelievably appreciated. Uh, it does help a ton with outreach and uh, putting our podcast in front of new listeners. And uh, I'm sure you guys can imagine that goes a long way. So again, thank you so much and we will see you next time. Or too much dick. (laughs) Or both. (laughs) Little column A, little column B. (laughs)